This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is my pleasure to say the same thing at the start of every podcast. This is Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team. And by half, you know, when you do the math, that means there's somebody else accompanying me on the other side of this microphone, and we are intimately close. Let me take a step back. Mr. Brandon Pham. Too intimately close. <laughs> this is Brandon Pham. Welcome to this week's episode. Please also welcome our special guests. Norman Wilson. Hey, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, brothers. So thank Norman. you all for having me. Thank you of all course, for having man, me. Of course, good to see you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, it's awesome to have you on. Uh, this is the part of the podcast where we ask our, our guests, you know, a little background of where you came from, where you are now, where you're heading. Okay. Just a little preview to our listeners. Okay. On what makes you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no doubt. I mean, I'm 34 years old. Um, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Now I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. I've been residing here since November of 2011, so I've, I'm, I'm six years going in. Um, I love it here. Um, I moved here to start up a video game company, um, Squeaky Grease Productions. Uh, we have a, a video game um, demo and development called A Shadow's Trail. If you go to squeakygrease.com, we'll take you right to the website. Um, you know, I really... There was a time in my life where I lived in Seattle, Washington, uh, when I was the age of 26 through 27. And out there, I found my vision, my calling to um, start my own video game company. I moved to Seattle to work for a video game company as a level designer. Um, I was just kind of shopping out my portfolio, but it's like I found my calling, like I said, and, you know, I really lost the interest of trying to work for someone else in that regard. I mm-hmm. kind of wanted my own opportunity. Um, the Shadows Trail, um, around that time, it was always in me, you know, to, to work on a ninja stealth-based game. I always kind of had stuff written down. Squeaky Grease Productions and the Shadows Trail, the name wasn't compromised then <laughs> until I came out to Raleigh, but it was just the vision. Yeah was founded in me and while living in Seattle. And um, I came out to Raleigh, North Carolina to visit um, April of 2011. And I just, I felt like, I felt that this is where I need to be to make this happen. You know, at least for episode one for Shadow's Trip. Hey, man. (laughs) So I'm going to do you a favor a little bit. And I'm actually going to take it back a little further. So what's special about this episode is Norm and I have known each other for what feels like 10 years now. Yeah, yeah. And we've never met. (laughs) <laughs> never shake his hand but we're both you know obviously minority game developers we're both level designers and i think uh norm you were kind of hitting me up right around as i was getting out of college getting into the game industry yeah, and we've just been friends, yeah in the myspace days <laughs> we've kept in touch through the internet through the entire time as you know we've gone through different jobs or different projects different game engines and 
you know, as the industry has had its ups and downs. And I remember specifically Norman always had this dream of doing a ninja game. It may not have been a Shadows Trail, but it was a ninja game. It was ninja related <laughs> stuff. Then one day I, I read a post update that, you know, he's doing it for real. And so I'm like, okay. And, you know, I think about a year, year and a half later, I start seeing trailers and like video footage. You know, so this is going to be a great episode to kind of reinforce yes, that yes, out there who really want to do this no matter what. Yes, so. My first question to you, Norm, is I know that you're professionally trained, though. You went to uh, Full Sail, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Full Sail University. Yeah, what was some of the early experiences for you there uh, as a, a young budding game developer? Um, to, to, to keep it 100, Larry, I <laughs> did it. And with you, Brandon, I, I graduated from Full Sail University um, October of 2003. Mm-hmm. with my um, associate's degree of game design and game development, but I, I didn't really learn much from that college. I really didn't. Um, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, they, I, I was exposed to, to, to you know, the C++, uh, C++ programming language, mm-hmm. and I did work on some demos, but keep in mind, around that time, I'm not speaking of now, yeah. Of 2018, we're talking about 2002 to 2003. It yeah. was just a 15-month program. Okay. So I mm-hmm. paid a lot of money, um, not from my own pocket then, but, you know, student loans and all that stuff to, to yeah. go to that school for 15 months. And I, I didn't, even after I graduated, I didn't really, I was like me, along with many other students of my mm-hmm. peers that didn't have the right skill set the professional skill set to work in the gaming mm-hmm. industry you know doing entry-level work Dang. um now keep in mind 2002 2003 we didn't have the unreal engine was around yeah. the unreal engine level editor but you didn't have unreal like, engine pff. 4 yeah yeah it wasn't yeah. nowhere as robust how even close. yeah so you know um 2002 i think you had the unreal editor that shipped with unreal tournament (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't nothing like the tools that's available today um so after i graduated from the college i went back home to cincinnati ohio um Mm -hmm. still kind of lost i wanted to work in the gaming industry um programming wasn't my thing um i i enjoy it but that's not that's not my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was exposed to level design. And then um, a buddy told me about it, um, actually um, making levels in Unreal, the Unreal editor. And I f- made my first level. I followed a tutorial online. I'm like, level design, this is it. Mm-hmm. And um, I made, um, God, I, I made lots of stuff with that level editor. And that's kind of like the path that I really... Um, went into but keep in mind I self-taught myself a lot of things you know I self-taught myself how to use Maya Photoshop you know you didn't get any of that in school Maya or Photoshop at all I would at least expect them to go over that kind of stuff um I remember having Photoshop installed on my computer (laughs) you know (laughs) along with Maya I know we took a Maya tutorial but to but, but the learning process of how to use it, the functionality behind it? No. 
Mm. I mean, I literally, I yeah. was, I mean, I literally got a job after college, got a job at a bank. You know, Amazon.com was my best friend, you know, just buying books. You know, I have oh, a man. library at the house, which are just, just buying books and just self teaching myself. You know what I mean? You, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. sorry to jump in one more time, Brandon, but you actually bring up a good point in the milestone of the development of learning, which is mm-hmm. you brought back when people had to buy books to learn the stuff. Yeah. Whereas yeah, right yeah. now, it's, you know, YouTube, Udemy, you know, digital tutors, uh, no yeah. all these online streaming tutorial sites, Game School Online, even, you know, yeah, lots of places to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, like, just the mark of learning through books is kind of painting the picture of what 2002, 2003 was mm-hmm. like. Like Larry and I went to school and graduated in 2007, and I remember my first Maya class was with teachers that weren't even game developers. Yeah, yeah. They were maybe they passed through some animation studios, mm-hmm. but not really ever really concentrated in games ever. Right. So, and we were playing around with nerves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like you see, you know, what the hell is a nerve? Like if you're listening to the podcast, you don't know what a nerve is, then you can see exactly. 2007, you know, at least 10 years ago, like the educational platform to become a game developer was so mm-hmm. so early. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right? Oh, so, yeah. yours your time mm-hmm. 2002 2003 i can't even imagine what they were teaching it was like maya 2 God, maya studio like i can't with a 15 month program and that and even when i was going to school and larry and i was in school like just looking back at that period it was a cash grab for private institutions mm-hmm. to come up with these curriculums mm-hmm. right uh for game they were just trying to profit from this fad yeah. game yeah, the title and yeah. learning so yeah so i still feel there is a, a lot of mm-hmm. that oh yeah still, yeah but at least right now there are a lot of yeah. choices yes um, yes i agree so if so kind of looking back in 2002 2003 seeing the hardship of pretty much graduating with a degree but learning nothing from your teachers <laughs> and then fast forwarding to now like how what's your feeling like to the students of today <laughs> and um, the resources they have available like what's your feeling well see that? see the thing is um so i was at a get together back in november thanksgiving i was at a get together um and there was a woman there she said her son is interested in um, game development. She didn't mm-hmm. really go into details in terms of programming, art. She just mm-hmm. said game development. The very first thing that I told her um, after I gave her my card is, well, your son, he can play around with some stuff now. Keep in mind, we're talking about a 14-year-old brother. You know, yeah. you can download mm-hmm. Unity. You can download Unreal Engine 4 right now, free, and start mm-hmm. playing around with mm-hmm. stuff, books, um, you know, the you know we live in an age where everyone has a computer or a laptop in their house. High school kids, um, you know, junior high school, you no know, junior middle school kids, you know, middle school kids. My time, it wasn't like that. It wasn't common for households to have computers. So the thing, um, it's like the access to the knowledge is instant now, you know, and and they don't have to wait till college no more. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, when I was at full sale, I, I want to kind of flip flop to that. I mean, 
let me see, after three to four, five months of starting at that school, we took our first programming cl- uh, programming class, C plus um, plus. I felt I, I felt that class that that was a two month class. I felt it my first time. I had to retake the class. Okay. But mm-hmm. around that time, I remember seeing so many people. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. Students, six—I mean, six students of a class just dropping out. Yeah. Because they mm-hmm. never—they never learned programming before. They—they they never had no exposure to it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when you go into a class setting. You know, it's one thing to do basic stuff, but when you start talking about pointers to functions and abstract data stuff, I mean, just real complex structures, and, you know, you're learning this at such a fast pace, the students can get so discouraged and drop, you know, start dropping out. Now, mm-hmm. you know, you can start now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's you don't have to wait till college. You can be 14, 15 years old playing around with this stuff and that's what I recommend people to do. I recommend people to start now rather than waiting to go to college and, you know, if you want to be a game programmer, start, you know, (laughs) everyone has a computer, download the um, C++ program, go on Amazon, get some good books, start learning and, you know, I wish I could, well, like I said, the tools weren't accessible then but if i could relive my childhood you know you mm-hmm. know man I, I i probably would have been further ahead of the game now you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. right so when you were back at full cell you know you came in with with a lot of expectations mm-hmm. right you're like super excited you're in the program like you said it took you three to five months to finally get into game yeah, yeah, yeah. the intro to it at what point, at any point did you feel like this this school is crap yeah, yeah <laughs> like there's yeah, gotta be yeah. some it's like I, I need and was there anything where you were thinking about maybe I should not finish the school or was it because of the looming debt that you've been accruing that you gotta pay back yeah. right away which was a lot of the case when I was going back to school where a lot of students didn't want to drop out because they had to pay back yeah, yeah. the debt Correct. so what was your uh, your feelings about it that? was a combination of uh, both um, brother Brandon um, it was a combination of both it was um, the debt and then I felt like keep in mind I'm 18 at that time I kind of mm-hmm. felt like if I would have stopped going to that school, I would have let my family down. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm from Cincinnati, right. Ohio. Full sailors in right. Orlando, Florida. I mean, they helped me, you know, drive me down from Cincinnati to Orlando. So mm-hmm. had I would have dropped out the, out of the college, I kind of felt that I would be letting my family down. So, right. you know, it was just kind of more of the, the structure of, you know, getting that degree and, you know, just proving that I, I, I made it. And I mean, it felt good to graduate, but I didn't right. have the skill set to work into the gaming industry. I mean, you know, my dad, honestly, <laughs> you know, told me not to even go to that school. He just kind of felt that it just, it just seemed like a ripoff to put you in a lot of depth and, you know, <laughs> listening right. to your parents you know, I really do say this. I really, yeah, wise, I really do yeah. say this. You know, thirty-four. You know, when your parents know you more than you know yourself, 
and I encourage you know Jenny Youngins that's listening to this listen to your parents don't just knock what they're saying you know because if mm-hmm. if I could do it all over again I, I would have went probably to a major university and just mm-hmm. study some stuff on my own you know really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I mean after I graduated from college from I mean I, I worked years working at dead end jobs and you know I, I wouldn't want no one to to take that path, you know, if that could be avoided, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So that that period after you graduated, because, you know, the school usually promises you, uh, you know, this is the high percentage rate of students to actually get into the job. That's what yeah, they yeah, sell you yeah. on, right? But then the reality mm-hmm. hits. You're not getting a job. Yeah. Your friends yeah, are not yeah. getting a job. Nobody getting jobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. And now you're just seeing this debt that you eventually have to pay off. And so, you, of course, you're going to grab what you can get, get things going. Like how – I mean, and that that's tough. That's the tough yeah. part. And now your your day is just filled with, you know, regular life stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how was that trying to keep the passion alive and keep the dream mm-hmm. going? Like what was, you know, your biggest motivators? What was, you know, even the 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 – the worst moments like how how did you get through all that? yeah so i mean i i read a lot you know books are are my best friends i read a lot um you know when i had dead-end jobs you know the, the question that always hit me was when is this going to end you know and keep in mind <laughs> you know and I've, I've worked so many jobs you don't even understand um when like i said when is this going to end and um this, this it was kind of like more i worked I worked from three o'clock in the afternoon to eleven o'clock at nighttime. I would, I had a you know a habit. I would wake up at eight o'clock in the morning, pray. Um, sometimes jog. After I jog, I would work on my portfolio. Um, you know, teaching myself various things: Photoshop, Maya, um, the Unreal level editors. Teaching myself and just you know building upon what I was knowing. With that process being said, it's like I saw the light at the tunnel. You know, just yeah. keep doing this and, you know, you'll make it happen. You know what I'm saying? And um, I did that for a while, brother. I mean, I, I, um, I'm i talking about I worked and I, I had because I moved to Seattle back in 2010 and I graduated mm-hmm. from college back in 2003. So we, we, um, we talking about right. six years just about. Um, of just learning and just build upon things that I knew and, you know, but the motivation became really was just, I worked on my portfolio and then, and then along with the things that I read, when I um, moved to Seattle, I have a nice portfolio with me on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked mm-hmm. at a few gaming studios, had a few interviews, but honestly, Brandon and Larry, once I got there, I just, it, it just hit me. I just didn't have a desire to continue to try to find work as a level designer. I kind of felt that because I, outside of level design, I do game design as well. It's kind of like a co- collaboration of both. And it was like this ninja game. I got to get this out there. You know what I'm saying? And that was, um, really you know the brain power that allowed me to always push you know you know what's interesting is how long ago you had the idea come 
And then how many things started to align to make that a possibility for you, right? Like Mm -hmm. the idea of being indie developers is catching more steam. Uh, Working remotely with people all across the world, internet is getting better, catching more steam. Google Suite, you know, software is catching more steam. And then Kickstarter is a platform, things like that, catching more steam. It's like, yeah. There's so many reinforcements happening around you that took place over when you decided to start. And now it's it's got to be really exciting to be in your position. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how how's it feel like when you look at the horizon now and have just seen these things kind of come to be that are going to aid you in your mission for finishing this game? It, feel, it feels good. Um, let, let me say something. I would say around 2006, yeah. I was at. I left church, um, and um, keep in mind, I, I said I like to read a lot, and I read, mm-hmm. I love reading books on history. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, mm-hmm. I stopped and got some groceries, and I bought a little notebook, and I just read a book on, on about on, about ninjas, mm-hmm. and then something mm-hmm. just hit me. I just finished playing Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel love that game. I'm saying to myself that, you know, but we don't have a, a ninja stealth based game. Um, mm. And it's like, I kind of wanted to, I, I, it was just something in me. I just started to just really just jot some stuff down. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And the more I kept jotting stuff down, brainstorming, the more <laughs> I was just kind of fueled to kind of really just, Bring it uh, it just kind of caught my passion. Yeah, yeah, caught my passion. Um, and then with what I, I was knowing, with what I knew from the Photoshop, the Maya, the UDK, I mean, I learned a lot. Of, I learned a lot of stuff. It's kind of mm-hmm. like I could really make this happen. But I, I, always, I always used to tell myself that, well, I should work in the gaming industry first for a company first for a few years. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. You remember the Unreal um, developer, the not Unreal Engine, but UDK. UDK, Unreal Developer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that came out back in 2008, mm-hmm. and once I really started to play play with that, because um, I believe that around that time, indie development was really starting to make a real big change. Yeah. Uh, once that engine came out, and um, I really, truly felt that uh, you know if I could make collaborations with animators um, um, 3D modelers and programmers that we can mm-hmm. possibly make this fun. happen but I wasn't it, I, it wasn't really serious at that point it was just more of something that I should think about you know what I mean mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, so. Unreal's come a long way since UDK. I know that there's oh, yeah. a lot of people starting to tinker, you know, but even that was, I feel like, a definitely a response to kind of Unity going free and mm-hmm. other game engines being out there, getting a lot of, you know, young blood interest, I guess. And yeah. so but I remember when UDK came out, I was like, oh, over the moon, man. I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Finally, yeah. I have free, real Unreal Engine, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now with Unreal 4, it's just exploding. I think. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just everyone everywhere is using Unreal, Unity, uh, some sort oh, yeah. of game engine, and they're all free. Like, oh, the yeah. tools are in everyone's hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. So here's a question. Do you find any of that scary for you at all? Being an indie developer now, you know, running your own business that 
does the idea that anyone can make a game anywhere like scare you as far as there being a lot more competition or does it excite you that there's a lot more opportunity to collaborate like i guess where do you fall along the scale um i don't i don't i don't live in fear hey Um, larry and brandon um yeah i don't live in fear Mm -hmm. i mean i've overcame so much uh you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying my personal trials and tribulations from from what I've witnessed, you know, in the past and you know, making it now. So now I don't live in fear. Uh, competition is everywhere. Uh, you know, we all are trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know. I mean, the opportunity is there. Um, you know, in truth, you know that only a few will really be where they desire to be at in regards mm-hmm. to business sense. You know, and. Um, Mm-hmm. Only thing that you can do is try. It would hurt me more if I didn't try versus me trying, you know. Yeah. Um, the thing is, um, I remain humble. I don't like to sound obnoxious, you know, try to, I don't like to have an ego mm-hmm. to think that, you know, that <laughs> this will be successful. Now, I don't even say that. I just, I just remain humble, mm-hmm. you know, it's in God's hands when i but that's interesting that you said that. I was asked a question like that in one of our team meetings, you know. But um, no, nah, but I, I don't need to live in fear at all, you know. Just pray. The game's just that pray. good. He's like, you know yeah, what? Exactly. Like, just brother, uh-huh. something yeah. about this game tells me I'm gonna be all right. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And but you know, well, that's great. That I love that question, Larry, because uh, there's a game designer. Uh, a, a real popular game designer. I'm not going to say his name. Um, he made a shooter mm. um, that's very popular. Um, mm. Everyone played the game, <clears throat> and um, he's a he's a more of the star celebrity on um, game designers. Um, mm. You know, um, I, I don't even want to say the name of the franchise in any way. I already know <laughs> who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> they. I, I was just, I promise you, uh, Brother Larry and Brother Brandon, I was just two weeks ago, I was listening to this game designer. They kind of, they had a video about him just kind of saying things along the lines that, so I sat into these board meetings and with EA and yada, yada, yada. I had this billion-dollar idea. Let's make this game. And, well, this game that we're speaking of came out um, it came out. It's like a it's a shooter. It's a free fall like shooter. Three months ago. Yeah, it came out. Um, like three four months ago. Yeah, it came out. Yep, it's a yep, it's a. It came out for the PC and the PlayStation PC. Four. Yeah, but yeah. um, I had high hopes in that game in, in regards to sales, and it, mm-hmm. it it didn't sell nothing. I mean, I remember listen to a review of it. They said it was only a time when 10 people around the world was playing this game online. And, and you know, the person behind... All uh, the, you know, the, the, it's, it's the whole game development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the person behind... Yeah, the, the person behind this um, game is, you know, it's like, wow. You know, I couldn't expect results mm-hmm. like that to come from this man right here you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i've i've mm-hmm. even met this person before um all right so do you want me to do you want me to take the onus off you from having to say it i don't mind talking about the story if you okay it won't yeah, even be, i won't even yeah i won't i'm ready yeah, to i like. won't down talk so 
be salty. We're talking about. I'll, I'll do the down talk. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't want to say his name. It's okay. No, I'll, say, I'll say. I'll yeah. say. Respect for the show. So. Yeah. I, no. No. Don't worry about no, no. it. It's it's worth talking about. We'll, in the we'll, we'll take over it now. We don't hold back. Yeah. So he's talking about Cliffy B. Cliffy B is responsible for many yeah. games at Epic Games, but most notably, I would say he brought, you know, the Gears of War franchise to us in recent times, like his most notable recent advancements in gaming. I would yeah. credit that to Gears of War, really helping make the Microsoft Xbox 360 a dominant platform at the time. Great advertising, great gameplay, very new feeling game, visceral, like linebackers with chainsaw guns, as somebody described it to me once that made me laugh. Uh, fantastic piece of art that comes out of that game right so everyone is like wow gears of war starts a franchise it sold four games and then they even did like a little offshoot game so there's like technically what like five gears of war games that we're talking about so anyway long story short he leaves epic games because he's done a lot of gears of war he's done a lot of work with epic and directly with unreal and you know finding himself i think he he puts a little team together and he starts teasing this new project that he's working on, which we all know ends up becoming uh, Lawbreakers. So early promotions for Lawbreakers, fantastic. They got Blur to do this incredible cinematic trailer. I think it was Blur. Was it Blur? Mm-hmm. Anyway, they have this incredible. So. It's probably Blur. Yeah. yeah, they have this incredible cinematic trailer. Everyone's getting all hype, and the game looks great. It seems like it plays great. It came out and it just didn't get support. Do I think it was a bad game? I actually haven't played it yet, but I looked at it and I looked at the responses. I don't think it was a bad game. I think no, it didn't matter. Overwatch came out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> two things happened to That's it. the problem. Overwatch, there was just you know, it happens all the time, right? In the industry, you know, what people look at what's next naturally, the next you know, million dollar seller, you know, in this case, thirty million dollar seller, a thirty million copy seller, right? And uh, it's it's uh, you got to be the first to market, and it being a great game, and you know Blizzard just kicked it out, you know, just completely annihilated any games related to that genre, right? And you know the same thing happened with Battleborn over at uh, was it Gear? Is it Gearbox? um, No, not Gearbox. Gearbox, yeah. Is Gearbox? Yeah, I think it's Gearbox. It is Gearbox. They had their own kind of type of game too, right? But it, it was over by then, right? And I'm sure but when Overwatch came out and everyone played it, it was yeah. just I they know at that studio that damn yeah. shit. Fuck. <laughs> you know, that's it's just it's like it's it's very hard to compete against Blizzard of all people. Yeah. Um with the type of game that they produce and Overwatch, as you can see, is like the last man standing. What uh, what other games that is similar to that? is out not really much right even team fortress is getting completely shoved down i mean eclipse and they have their own audience but you're not even talking about even if they kind of borrowed a lot of that formula which blizzard does best right they just make it better (laughs) blizzard has made a career out of like taking the formula and making it shine just enough you know what i mean just enough i love blizzard it's well polished they they do a great second effort and man do they yeah. do it so good and that's not even a backhanded insult that's just being honest right but they mm-hmm. really yeah. do a lot to add polish and character and charm so let me step off the appreci- appreciation for blizzard moment and just say that yes 
I think coming out three years AO, which is after Overwatch, <laughs> yeah. that, that is, you can't do that for this type of product. So, was it really three years? Until no, that was just a joke, but it feels like about three years. Right? Like, about yeah, that yeah, it feels a while now. Uh, I think months or years. Yeah, I think that that was a critical blow to the opportunity for this game to be successful. But I think what hurt the most was from what I've been able to see. And again, I haven't played it myself. A lot of the feedback and reviews I got was it was so core that like it was such a fast pace, go anywhere, fly anywhere, attack anywhere, twitch based shooter with hero mechanics. Mm -hmm that the level of play required for the barrier of entry was very high. And right. so that immediately yeah. cuts out a huge market, right? Because Overwatch is fun for anybody. If you suck, you may not want to play against other people who are really good, but there's still a lot of people who suck, but they still have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's like 50 characters. Yeah. You can't suck at all. <laughs> How did, That's really what it is. So, I have a question. How did Overwatch yeah. do in regards to sales? Shoo! Oh, Man. dude. Over 30 million players. Yeah. 30 million? Oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. And growing. Right. It's probably 35 right yes. now. Whoa. Uh, I wasn't Overwatch is not that, right. Yeah, that's yeah. primarily a PC game, but, you know, they're out on PS4 Ooh. and yeah. Xbox. They, so they have a pro league yeah. now so pro league yeah mm-hmm. pro league they have a a, a new studio no oh, whoa <laughs> just for just for the esports right it's an esports arena in in LA. right so i mean that that was a great example of yeah you know even if you are on top of the world you're only as good as your yeah. last and you can always fall from grace too you gotta, gotta be product. gotta be humble yeah, exactly. which i hope that that's not the case i mean i I, I had, I want to see. I hope that they don't stop um, lawbreakers. Yeah. I hope that they continue with it. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it's just, it's just wow. You know. And um, to be honest, and look, we'll shift it back to Shadows Trail, which we came here to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll leave it on this. Uh, and again, this is no bad blood or disrespect to anyone involved in making games because it's a very tough business. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of talent and. Oftentimes, you don't get the credit or the reciprocity financially. Yeah, right? like we know yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. big games. If I were in the decision, in the position of putting more money into Lawbreakers, trying to save it, I just probably wouldn't, to be honest. Right, to know right, that right. within a, a one month to three month launch window, the game went from however many copies sold to ten concurrent players online worldwide. Mm-hmm. It. it there's nothing yeah. so let's buy another copy of Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just play yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no point making that yeah. game anymore. It's Unfortunately, made. Yeah, I, I personally, if I was in charge of those finances, I probably would not invest in pushing that product forward. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. They gotta move on. Gotcha. It, it happens. I mean, well, yeah, oh, there's yeah. so many games. You're you're always and it's first person shooter, right? The shooter oh, yeah, is so exactly. flooded. Yeah. And there's so there's a lot of studios already in the think tank trying to think mm-hmm. about what's next. Yeah. You know, what's the next five years mm-hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna have the same type of game in, in some way or form. It's just the gotcha. way everyone thinks. So. Totally, yeah, you're right. Well anyways, getting back to <laughs> you, right? So that that's that was a good yeah, example yeah. of you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. I like how we keep uh, it. who yeah. you are, where you came from. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you, you had this idea and maybe expanding on how you made the decision, you know, uh, going over to NC, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like, was it, was it, were you on 
vacation over there uh or were you just visiting or what was the situation for you to be there to make your decision well i came here to visit um april 2011 i came here to visit i came here for the east coast gaming conference i was still um be a resident of seattle but i came here to visit um for that conference Mm -hmm. Um, i really love the city kind of you know be around and just kind of see what's going on i'm closer to home in cincinnati Ohio, and keep in mind, you know, around that time I was still, you know, paying off college loans and all that. So uh, I, I just kind of felt like for as a startup for right now, Raleigh would be a great fit mm-hmm. for me. You know, what I'm saying with what's mm-hmm. I did. Austin, Texas, uh, was also on my mind at that time. I never got a chance to visit mm-hmm. the city, so uh, you know, I just, I just kind of felt that Raleigh would be a, a good fit. Um, with what's going on. I keep them on out of here for six years. Um, there's no telling what happens next after the Kickstarter, when the yeah. Shadows Trail will be released, after its release and all that. I, I don't like to boost about the future. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, um, Raleigh's good for now. There's no telling where God or Squeaky Grease will lead me, you know, yeah. down the line. But, yeah. you know, yeah. I just feel like Raleigh was just a good fit, you know, mm. at that at that moment, and it's still a good fit now. Well, where would you like it to take you if you could write your own path and the game does well and some new <laughs> opportunities open up for you? Yeah. Just you personally, where would you like to try to lead this towards? I guess is the question. Well, brother, that's that's a great question. We, me, um, I just had a team meeting went uh, team meeting this past Sunday. That's a great question. I mean. Um, Los Angeles, um, mm-hmm. Atlanta, may even stay in Raleigh. But but you see, the human mind is always subject to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can say something now and <clears throat> get some exposure to what you think that will be a great fit for you, and 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 you get that exposure, and you be like, oh nah, and then you know, <laughs> anything can happen, brother. I mean, I'm um, as we currently speak um i'm not married i'm single you know <laughs> man. <laughs> for all the ladies you know, out there maybe a married man you know may you know may may wife may not even want to leave mm. you know so but mm. where i where i would like it to be man you know larry and brand i'm gonna leave that in god's hands you know what i mean i'm i'm okay. i'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be right. moved by the spirit on that one you know what i mean but um okay you know, I'm sure that when you know, we'll, it will all make sense in due time. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I, then I got a good one for you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now, it's, you're running a virtual company, right? Everyone is kind of remote. You're you're meeting online, I'm assuming, or it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. We got um, yeah. Uh, it's all online. Um, we got one member that's in Atlanta, Georgia. We got two in Dallas, Texas. Um, we got one in Los Angeles. We got a um, we got a concept artist um, in Detroit, Michigan. Now we only contact him per se when we really need concept art. Um, yeah. We got a programmer uh, who's in Italy. Um, mm. You know, mm. yeah, Italy. Um, so man, I can't. So yeah, we are we all over. 
So with that being said, and how long you've been running it, I'm assuming you have some efficiencies set up. You've got some pipelines that work for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Could you ever see yourself going brick and mortar and solidifying it to an in-house studio? Or yes, now that's, that that's, in? yes. Okay. that's the plan. That's the plan, brother. That's okay. the plan. Um, working remotely is cool. Um, it's mm-hmm. great. Um, keep in mind, we got a few people overseas, just a few. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes language barriers can kind of get you know, leads to miscommunication issues. Oh, yeah. um, I could really tell, I, I could really see that if we was all in one room, a lot of things could probably get done a little bit more faster because the vi- things would be more easier to convey versus mm-hmm. watch my screen or, you know, I'm going to say this email, you know, it could yeah. be so easy if, 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 if I was just sitting right next to you. You know what yeah. I mean? So Google, Google Translate has come a long way, but it's still not, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I um I I do want to I do want an office. I do want to you know kind of keep us all in the one building. Mm-hmm. Now, like so how? Yeah, sorry. So how how did you initially meet everybody? You had your idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, the convincing is always the toughest. Yeah. But also the recruiting, right? So what was that process like? How long did that? Okay, take? so the first. The second person um, who was one of the environmental artists, his name was Kofi. Um, Mm -hmm. I connected with him on LinkedIn. This is back in 2014. This is when I was doing a lot of stuff with Unreal Engine 4 with the prototyping and um, just kind of really fleshing stuff out there. I contacted Kofi. Um, He's in Atlanta, Georgia. I um, pretty much I let him know who I was and you know, ask him that he have his hands full and, you know, come check what I'm doing and yada, yada, yada. And uh, mm-hmm. we exchanged contact information um, via, you know, we had a phone conversation afterwards from that inbox message. Um, we spoke. Um, he liked what I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he was more intrigued with the whole ninja thing more than more than <laughs> more than me. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. He jumped on the board, so it was me and Kofi. Um, we needed a we needed a programmer um, from Full Sail University. Um, I went to mm-hmm. school with John Day. He's one of the programmers. Um, I ran it. Well, John does a lot of stuff, so <laughs> right. So I ran ran it towards John. He was intrigued. He had a lot of um, full time and a lot of. I'm sorry. He had a lot of downtime to work on side projects. Mm-hmm. So John came around. That made a number three. Then John knew. Um, John, he's down in Dallas, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. He's also close friends with a character model by the name of Mike Panrod. And he ran it towards Mike. Mike was intrigued with it. So he joined us. Um, man, so around... With that being said, that was like five members right then and there. Um, mm-hmm. That it just started to grow and grow and grow. I mean, currently, currently as we speak, we got ten to eleven people working on the on the game now. Mm-hmm. So it was just really just. I'm sorry. Man. Oh no, that's no. Fantastic. Well, how how long? Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like how how long did that from from just you and then recruiting Kofi and onwards eventually to 11 how long was that process till you had like your full team 
Um, so let me see. They came, the initial people came towards the beginning of 2015. And this is 2017, January. So mm. we're talking, honestly, like two years. Mm-hmm. Two years. Now, of course, a few dropped off, but, um, you know, yeah. but that happens in any type of organization, you know, even if it's, if it's a startup, but even if it's, um, you know, up and running to how you want it to be, people are going to come and go. I mean, I will. I don't want them to make it seem like it's a revolving door, that people mm-hmm. have their own, you know, people have their own agendas, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you wish people well. But, um, yes, but we had a few people who leave initially during the project. Mm-hmm. Did you, So you mentioned you guys work mostly remote. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever, you know, met up somewhere? Like some of you guys, I, mm-hmm. I mean, all of you guys would be pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> some of you guys meet up to Game Jam or, or whatever at a, at a conference mm-hmm. or something. Did you guys ever try any of that? Um, no, we haven't. I mean, of course, I know John because we went to school together, but the rest right. of the members, we never met in person. Uh, I'm going to, I at least want to meet two people this year. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, one guy, um, he's an environmental artist, Devin, he's in the LA area. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I want to go to E3 in uh, May. Kofi wants to come out there with me because we're going to shoot the Kickstarter campaign around that same time as we're out there right. in E3, for E3 in LA. So, uh, Kofi expressed interest of in coming out there with me. So, if me and Kofi head to LA, then we meet Devin along with you guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, that would be a meeting. That's like meeting well, two people from the team face to face. Norm, I got to ask, brother, um, are you going to reprise the role of the ninja? Say it again. <laughs> are you going to reprise the role of the ninja? You know what I'm asking. What you mean by the ninja? What you mean? What you mean? So I remember a while back when the project was getting off the ground and you were raising awareness for it, you got the whole ninja outfit and you went around. <laughs> so I'm talking normal. What are you like? Six, three, six, two, something like that. Yeah, six, one, six, one, six, six one. one, six, one, full ninja outfit in the daytime. Yeah. Hot yeah, sun. Yeah. Yeah. Passing yeah. Up the fires for the game. I was like, this man is motivated yeah, yeah. right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to do something like that. That's part of the the campaign that we're shooting at. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're going to do something uh, like that. So if right, you inquire. Right, don't give it all away, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, look, since you're uh, so interested in answering and ask, or answering funny questions, how about we play a little game that I designed? Okay. Yeah, right. It's, uh, it's called The Fast Five. What I'm going to do okay. is I'm going to ask you five rapid-fire questions, and we need five rapid-fire answers. Are you ready for this challenge, Norm? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> Question number one. What was the first time you realized that you loved games? Legend of Zelda. Um, no, Super Mario 64. Okay, that's, that's, that's a good moment to start with. Question number two. What's your favorite game that has ninjas in it besides your own? Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, that's a good one. Question number three. Have you ever lost important save game data? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. (laughs) Question number four. Uh, What's a game franchise you still wish was making new versions? Tenju. Mm. Mm. 
And our question number five comes from Gary Niesenbaum from last week. He was teaching us everything we needed to know about being indie developers and the law. He gave us thousands of dollars worth of legal advice in one hour as a fourth of podcasting. Norm, he has a question for you. He asks, yeah. what do you think is the convergence between major motion pictures and video games? Where do you see the relationship between the two medias going? I think um, with that being said, I believe storyline is kind of like mm-hmm. the the threshold to bring those mm-hmm. two things together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, video games. Um, I'm sorry, do you want a short answer or do you want to? Just, no, you just get, a, yeah, hit us with your answer, bro. Okay, yes. Yeah, so that's a hard story. one to just be like, story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Storyline is very important. Um, yeah. With the video game, The Last of Us, um, mm-hmm. you know, that game sold a lot of copies, great reviews. I believe the the highlight of what made that game do so well to me. I don't think it was the gameplay mechanics. It was the, the gameplay mechanics was great, but I I've, I've I can't remember playing a video game. Metal Gear Solid got some strong story depth to it too, but I think The Last of Us set the tone single player. So I don't even think most people really played The Last of Us. The multiplayer wasn't really that. Um, mm-hmm. The driving point, but the the, the 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 story was so strong that yeah. that could sell itself. You know, that's a that's mm-hmm. a video game that should be a movie should should be brought into a movie. You know, so I yeah. think video games with strong storylines mm-hmm. could easily be adopted into movies, and you know, and even movies with a well, all movies should have a great storyline, of course, but you know. Yes, they can even be brought into video games, but I think, you know, video games to movies is, is storyline is, is the strong threshold. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Norman, that's a good time. It's a, it's a nice, mm-hmm. solid time you got there. So you passed the challenge. <laughs> and, uh, I need you to do me one favor, though. Yes, sir. Yes, because sir. Because we like to we like to pay it forward a little bit. I need you to give me a question to ask our next interview guest. It's anything gaming related or about video games explicitly. Um, yeah, so I have a, I have a question that uh, I would um, like for you to ask the next uh, person that that you all interview is. Okay. What do you feel that if you could change something about yourself now? that you wish you had it done sooner, what would that be? Okay. Let me write that down. Mm-hmm. Good one. Mm-hmm. Less sauce. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, and also, is it just one question? Just one question. Okay. So you. would you rather ask a different question or do you want me to go with this one? Yeah, go with that one. Okay, cool. That. Thank you, Norm. Yes, sir. Sweet. All right, Norm. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about, you know, um, you, you've been developing your game. You have your team now. You feel pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Now it's just finishing. Mm-hmm. Right? And at the same time, learning uh, pretty much all the aspects of game development. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say would be the most helpful thing when someone is starting to think about getting into this, are in the middle of this, like what would help them ahead of time mm-hmm. when uh, they're doing this? I, 
that's a great question. And this was actually what I wanted to uh, say to Larry um, and you when you interview the next person. Um, mm-hmm. I I noticed that this, are you familiar with, I, I know I'm not going to say his last name correctly, but you know, Simon Sinek? Mm. Simon Sinek? Yeah. No, let me see. Yes, yes, Simon Sinek. Sinek yeah, S I N E K. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. So, leadership nowadays is so, so going away that mm-hmm. that that has to be re-engineered. Leadership is a skill in itself, something that needs to be taught. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen that happen. You know, so I found my call when I was 27 started my own video game mm-hmm. studio um, around that time. And I'm still growing now, but I'm um, with mm-hmm. my years of working at jobs and just seeing managers or let's just say people in power. Mm-hmm. Well, in authority in the workplace, abuse it, abuse yeah. their authority. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's so common, you know, even in the gaming industry, I've spoken mm-hmm. to, game developers I crap you not who mm-hmm. have to work you know for bosses as, as you as you could say who totally just oh, yeah. made who killed the passion mm-hmm. of what they were you know doing you know and, mm-hmm. and, and it hurts but I, I hear these stories more common than than it should be uh, so for anyone that's interested in going to the game development, you know, whether you want to be a programmer, um, artist, even if you want to be a designer or a studio head, mm-hmm. read books on leadership as well. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I I cannot stress that enough. You know, I mean, because we live in an egotistical world from social media, from everything is so instantaneous, um, you know, Ego is is a problem nowadays, you know. Narcissism, yeah, you know. So we 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 really gotta get back to investing into people and realizing that they're human beings, okay, mm-hmm. versus the product themselves. You know, we're 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 losing that. And I, I mm-hmm. encourage people. I hope that I hope, I hope I'm answering your question. Um, le- yeah, yeah totally. leadership. Um, has to be studied. Um, um, John Maxwell, um, the 50th leader, I believe, something he wrote a book. He's one of the greatest authors that I love on leadership. Mm-hmm. I encourage people mm-hmm. to read his books because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, and this is why I'm saying this I don't care what vision you may have for a video game. If you can't work with people, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, you know, many people who listen to this podcast, We'll end up we'll maybe maybe get the chance to run a gaming studio. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to talk to people and treat people, you know, the way how they should be treated, mm-hmm. the video this so-called million dollar seller probably won't even exist. It will probably be a bad game because it's like I mean, you know where I'm getting with this. Yep. You know, I but, know. I didn't know. Yeah, yep. but we got to understand that people make video games. You know what I mean? So we really have yeah. to get into the habit of treating people how they need to be treated. And, you know, that's, that's so important. 
you know, you know i mean it's a process yes. that requires people every single day for yeah. years in a row yeah yeah right so like yeah. you mess up any one of those days with one person being out of line or two person being out of line or three people being out of yeah. line because of something that you've done mm-hmm. you know what i mean you can yeah. you can screw up all of the progress that you've made or screw up the project indefinitely yeah so, yeah exactly yeah 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 it's so important well like uh, I feel like, um, and hopefully you can comment on this, where, you know, a strong leader to me feels like someone who who motivates and encourages, especially when things are not going great, but at the same time celebrating the good moments as well. Mm -hmm. But like, were, did you find yourself in those situations where you had to, you know, everybody's obviously relying on, on mm-hmm. you, um, constantly looking for you, f- towards you for inspiration. I mean, what have been helpful um, when you were dealing with, you know, problems that you probably haven't really encountered before? Yeah. Like, and what, what what are those common issues? I mean, what are those issues that you um, uh, Are you... Um, so- is that like in reference to what we're working on right now with the Shadows Trail? Or just yeah, period? just period. Uh, if you have any specifics, I mean, that would be great. But nothing too. Yeah, yeah. I don't want anyone to get in yeah, trouble, yeah, exactly. right? But just in general thought, like, you know, the, there was a situation. Um, yeah, I'll give an example, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've never gone into before, but there's always been issues uh, in my professional career where, yeah, most of my problems have been with people Mm. more than the project. Yeah. 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 yeah, Like that's, you know, looking back, it was just, you know, we're working on a triple A project, you know, everyone starts very excited usually. And then that's the beginning of the downfall. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, very few companies can bounce back from that. Maybe in mid-development and after many, many changes. And like you said, burning out uh, developers and kind of, like you uh, mentioned before, bosses kind of burning the passion out of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is some kind of redemption at the end where, you know, the team gets together and just finish the game, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I've seen that over and over Mm -hmm. again like um and there were times where yeah you you would have to you know uh stay positive Mm -hmm. you know you you want to stay away from any negative gossiping or uh or just just uh just people who 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 don't want to finish the game (laughs) honestly because you know they're they're burned so much right you either Someone told me this before that was as simple as it comes, but like um, infinite wisdom, mm-hmm. right? And experience. It's basically if you don't like it, just leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are already interviewing, right? And in hopes of maybe negotiating a better deal at your current place, just leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. like don't even bother coming back trying to negotiate better just you're ready in the mindset of going so just go right so um so those are the type of examples mm-hmm. that i've encountered mm-hmm. where i've learned over the years like many problems and i'm not gonna say that i'm a i'm like a perfect saint when it comes to oh i've countered this problem before mm-hmm. well instead of trying to uh trying to change things mm-hmm. right 
uh, I'll just step back and, you know, um, think about what's important mm-hmm. and what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. I know I always fall into that. Like we can still change things yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's an alluring mm-hmm. It's an alluring bait, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I can see hope. You know, maybe things can't. Not all people are bad, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> maybe, maybe if I just mention that this is going mm-hmm. on, but most in most cases, just you know, the the bad seed has been there long mm-hmm. ago, right? What you're dealing with is the plant, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, already been yeah, grown, yeah, yeah. right? You're just like, so uh, I, I'm sure in your journey. Mm-hmm while you're making this game or like looking at, you know, building a studio from the ground up, you've encountered issues um, that, you know, really challenged yourself. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. So if you don't mind kind of expanding on that and and talking about those type of things and how to overcome those type of issues. So I I, want to share a quick story. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, we had one team member um, who left. Who left us? He decided to leave. Um, he was a, a real good, real good uh, brother, real good dude. Uh, I don't want to sound like you know. He was um, one of the designers. Um, he was much more younger than me um, mm-hmm. in his early twenties. Um, he was fresh out of college. Um, he, I don't think he was really that passionate enough as he thought he would be. Keep in mind, um, he was 23 or 24 when I met this brother. Um, you know, keep in mind, many of us are still finding ourselves out who we want to be. And you know, I'm, I'm saying this as, as a career. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I um, taught him a lot of things about what I knew of level design. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I would assign tasks to him. Um, the, the fast forward, I can I can just tell. Um, I truly felt that I had to hold his hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to teach someone, but holding you holding someone's hand is it's like. You'll you'll do it only if it's not that I'm asking you to, but it's like how do I say this? It's like holding someone's hand in this regard is is more of it's a full time gift. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah. What else can you yeah. do uh, if you're monitoring yeah. someone the whole time? Exactly, and um, yeah. to sum it up, I, I knew that he wasn't really that interested. That's that's. I, I kind of felt that as the months went by mm-hmm. and eventually um, he sent me a text and just said that, you know, man, this ain't, this ain't really funny. Um, yeah. And he was honest. The bad thing about it, it doesn't end right there um, because mm-hmm. I haven't seen him lately, but he would stay close by me and I would mm-hmm. see him afterward afterwards. And, you know, the communication and, with us before then was always great. Mm-hmm. You know, shake shake each other's hand, give dap. Now when he saw me afterwards, he would look and just look away, you know, or mm. wouldn't want to speak to me whatsoever. So um, really that was kind of what kind of hurt it the most because it went from 
it's like bad blood, at least on how he feels about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still got love for the kid, but it was just, oh. I didn't want it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the situation firsthand, right? But Mm-mm. it could also be that, like, maybe because he feels like he left or he quit, you know, mm-hmm. that he's like, "Oh, damn!" You know, "Oh, there's Norm." Ah, oh, man, I shouldn't have quit. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's the real yeah, thing yeah. that people have to deal with. So, yeah, yeah. But as but long as you're like, satisfied, is what my girlfriend says. She's like, "Well, did you do everything you could to try to make it easy for the person, or like you never like were." abusive as a as a business owner like you're talking about yeah. you know you always yeah. are very professional and respectful mm-hmm. if they're the person that has the attitude changed you know there's mm-hmm. only so far you can go mm-hmm. yeah exactly but you know to add on top of that uh larry and brandon i mean this same kid he went to a college um and um he told me in his own words he didn't really learn much as he wanted <sighs> as he thought, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, keep in mind, I'm 10 years older than him. So <laughs> when I when I graduated from college, I was 20. You know, oh. um, I had no one willing to show me anything. You know, I, I they gave me mm-hmm. suggestions, but no one was like, hey, man, let's meet me over here for a couple of coffee. Let's talk. I want you. I got. I got some tools and resources to help you. You know, I never had that. Mm-hmm. So, I took this brother under my wing, bought him books. You know, from from my own money, bought him stuff that for him to have. You know, um, kind of like I'm not going to say the word train, but mentor him. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, um, he got a. a a jobs um, somewhere I'm not going to name, but I, I helped him with my resources get that job. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So he knew that I, I, I cared for him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so it, it wasn't the text that bothered me saying he didn't want to work with me. It was just more of I, I guess the bad blood. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. really hurts the most. So mm-hmm. To answer your question, Brandon, I mean, if it's if it's anything that I I that will really bother me most is I don't I would I, I would decisions have to be made. Some sometimes you make them, sometimes others make them, but I I don't like the so called hatred or the dislike that someone can show you after decision making, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> business, this is, this is the reason why I don't, I'm not comfortable really with doing business with close friends. Mm-hmm. I kind of, kind of stay away from that. You know, even with Swicky Grease Productions and the Shadows Trail, I've had close friends all, you know, walk up to me and be like, um, you know, just get with me. Hey man, you know, you need me to do this. Uh, Let's try to do this, you know. I, I kind of like. I don't think that that's a good idea, you know what I mean? Because uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is that, that hurt the friendship? Yeah. Like, nah, bro, yeah, exactly. Nah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, you can lose, you can lose friends through business. And I, I, mm. I, I would rather have friends to my left and business associates to my right. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't mind mm. making friendships from business, but I don't. It's it's, it's a risk, you know what I mean? Mm. And 
Mm. I don't like I don't like um I don't like when good relationships break up. It's it hurts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. It hurts. Mm-hmm. It really does hurt. Now I've met a few people who've been in situations like this before, so you know, but um Yeah. yeah I mean yeah, I, 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 I wish yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Larry, you told me it's you told me a story. Back in 2009 of a situation. Uh, man, yo, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to get into it. I already know <laughs> yeah, yeah. you talked about the roommate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no. Nah, what would Go play? That's a... Oh, damn. That's even... <laughs> Let's take yeah, it way yeah. back. Yeah, we. You know, I'll probably share that story with the with the podcast at some point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, but yeah, but it happened, looking at my clock... It says we've been podcasting already for over an hour, Mr. Wilson. (laughs) So I have one last special request for you. Yeah, go ahead, man. So usually at this time, Brandon and I will take a step back from the mic. You know, we'll go refill our coffee or whatever. And we let you have the mic booth all to yourself. You can talk directly to our audience to kind of shout out, promote, or raise awareness for a project you're involved in or something you care about or just something you feel like needs more attention. Uh, so without further ado, Mr. Norman Wilson, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, I hope that, you know, uh, whoever's listening, that you learned something from this process. You know, it's all peace and love from my end. Um, you know, um, you can check out the website, um, ashadowstrail.com or squeakygrease.com. It'll take you right to the website. Shows you, you know, what we're doing. Um, please support us. Please follow the page. Um, I'm, I'm on Facebook, um, Norman Wilson. You can um, contact me. You know, I, I come with open arms. You know what I mean? My love, you know, I'm a father of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, long as, you know, we come in, you know, good, righteous, positive thinking, you know, I'm all for it. Um, I'd like to um, give a special thanks to, you know, Larry Charles and Brandon Farm for making this happen. Um, the whole Swookie Grease Productions team, um, John Day, um, Kofi, Mike Penrod, um, even, man, um, Devin, um, Devin, Gerard. I can't remember. I can't name everyone else. I kind of got brain fart, but I want to just say um, thank you to all. Um, SGP family, you know, we're going to make it, you know, God got us, um, you know, this is, you know, we're going to really make this happen. And, um, for, and everyone else who support, you know, all the followers that we have, um, just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, and one thing about me is that I like to know what other people are doing as well. You know what I'm saying? So I like to you know I'm, I'm always, you know, motivated by motivation. You know, I love to, you know, I love to see other people winning. So, Amen. you know, yeah. So that's, that's that. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've already got your video game award speech down packed. So yeah. <laughs> you're in the right direction yeah, there, Mr. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah. Yes, sir. But hey, if I look to the left, I see a shadow's trail. On the right, I see a kunai knife. And with that said, I'm saying good night. Yes, sir. Good night. This is Brandon Fam. See you guys next week. Uh, Thank you, man. Y'all brothers be safe. Thanks again.
If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.